Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, quick shout out to everybody here at VSIN. That includes Steve and Kevin, everybody behind the scenes today. But just across the board, you know, this is, it's hard to pull together and everybody logistically has done a hell of a job. And you can pick up our betting guide for 19 bucks and get everything we offer through April 5th for only $19. VSIN.com slash madness. So again, plenty of picks still involved. Uh, get analysis from our experts, Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, Tim Murray. They have insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch. Favorites to Cinderella's. You got it all there. vcin.com slash madness. Make sure you check it out. Michael Lombardi at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher hanging out here at the South Point. You know, I was laughing. We're going to get into Sean Watson. But Todd Golden, the coach at San Francisco. Yeah. So he just got the job at Florida. But we yeah. were kind of joking about the voyeuristic nature of social media. So Golden coaching that great game against Murray State the other night, he knew he had the Florida job. We yeah. were joking he should have just wore Florida gear to coach San Francisco because if you look at his Twitter, he's t- he said, I got the best job in America in Florida, and then right below it is essentially the same tweet about his San Francisco team. Isn't it interesting how these coaches just jump and then their whole entire vibe changes? Well, I think I wish you would have told us. I mean, I was on San Francisco. I mean, I wish you – I know their team gate went to overtime and all that, but, you know, had you known that little bit of information, it might have changed the whole t- tenor of where you were going with that bet. Yep. For me, at least, I, I think that was kind of important. You know, the Cleveland State coach is now rumored to become the next head coach at Missouri. So, I mean, these coaches in college are changing all the time. And uh, who, are you, who are your Gamecocks going to hire, Patrick? Well – the, the sad part about that is, is you and I both love Frank Martin. And Frank mm-hmm. Martin's run to the Final Four a few years back was, well, now four or five years back, was unbelievable. Uh, with Thornwell and, like, they did it essentially with two players. Uh, the, there's a few names floating around, but no big names. Nobody that anybody would really recognize uh, as far mm-hmm. as the South Carolina. The Gamecocks basketball program obviously isn't what the football program is down in the state. And it's just cachet wise outside of the state doesn't really have that pull that you would think an SEC program like South Carolina has. So you're not going to get a huge name to come down there. Yeah. Well, you know, I think ultimately, you know, it's so hard with college in terms of, 
being able to get time to build your program. I mean, that's the hardest part is with all these, you know, transfers, the G League now, NIL, all this, this, the money's floating around. And when you have a program committed to football where you're funneling the NIL money in, mm -hmm. how does it work in the basketball? I think it's really challenging. I, I think you're 100% right. Now, the I, I joked about it a little bit earlier where the NFL was watching the, the tournament yeah. and they patted them on the head and they said, nice little tournament, kids. Now, we'll take it from here with yeah. the Deshaun Watson news. Michael, it's every single day. I mean, literally no every doubt. single day with a bombshell from the NFL. So let's get into this. Deshaun Watson is a Cleveland Brown, and you have an interesting take about the money. He inked a new five-year deal, $230 million, fully guaranteed. They are sending to Houston. The Browns are sending three first-rounders, 22 this year, 23 and 24, a, a 2023 third-rounder, and a 24 fourth-rounder. Is Cleveland where Deshaun wanted to go, or is that where the money no. was? That's where the money was. I mean, look, this was always about money. I tweeted that out two days ago, that there were two negotiations taking place, one with the Texans in terms of compensation, the other with Deshaun Watson's agent and what his new compensation was going to be as this market changes. You know, stay, stay tuned for Denver redoing Russell Wilson's contract. I mean, the quarterback market is volatile right now because of all the things that have occurred, Aaron Rodgers' contract, etc. But this was always about money. This was about money. And when the Browns left, they were told they were out. The only way they could get back in was to do an NBA contract. This is the first NBA contract. Now, we have to see it if it's all buttoned up like the NFL, but this is the first NFL contract where it's all going to be buttoned up, fully guaranteed skill and injury for the entire length, which will be fascinating. Now, they lowered the base salary this season, which you typically do to buy some cap room. They still have Baker Mayfield at $18 million on their cap. We'll get to him in a minute. Mm -hmm. But because of that, that $18 million, they lowered his cap number for Deshaun. Watson, and he'll be easy to fit in their cap. They had plenty of cap room. And he walks in, as I wrote about on vsin.com, this is a really good situation for Deshaun Watson. It really is. Most teams that were involved were going to have to give up the three number ones plus a player, a significant player. The Browns didn't have to do this because Watson declared to them. And now the Browns kept their team intact. A really good offensive line. A really good running back. And what I like most about this trade is the Stefanski scheme for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson can throw dropback passes. There's no doubt about that. But where I think he'll really excel, which is what I wish Baltimore would do with Lamar Jackson, is, is run this outside zone, bootleg, the Kyle Shanahan Stefanski scheme, which I think Watson will be really dynamic in. And I think he'll really enhance this Browns offense. One of the concerns about Baker Mayfield – which I had when he played at Georgia, when he played at, at Oklahoma, and when you watched him against Georgia, throwing the ball outside the numbers if it's not a nine route, right? He can't find it. The number one thing he used to say, always going back to the huddle at Oklahoma, was, I didn't see it. And you could probably ask Adele Beckham, and he would say the same thing that he told him when he was in Cleveland. Why was the Browns' passing game so inside? Mayfield couldn't see. And when teams rushed him a certain way, it became challenging. That's not going to happen anymore. I think the Browns, really, by making this trade, is really set themselves up to be one of the eight teams, Patrick, one of the eight in the AFC that have a legitimate chance to be a AFC representative for the Super Bowl. Well, you can check out Michael's latest column at vcin.com. He goes in-depth. The Browns now the AFC North's most complete team. And as you mentioned that, first off, their Super Bowl odds dip 35-1 to 1 before the trade. After acquiring Deshaun Watson, Cleveland now 15-1, to 1, their seventh betting favorite, fourth shortest in the AFC, and then the North, Michael, they're now favorites at plus 150. Yeah. The Ravens and Bengals are plus 225. So as you write at vsin.com, they're your most complete team now in that division. Right. Look, let's talk Ravens, right? We got, un we got questions with Lamar. All these quarterbacks getting paid, Lamar's not. They're not even negotiating with Lamar right now. So that's a problem. I don't think the offense fits Lamar. I've been saying that for years. I, I've been saying that now. Greg Roman can run the ball. He has no passing game, and he doesn't do anything to help Lamar. I was actually with Bobby Petrino two weeks ago at Missouri. We talked at length about it. Lamar is much better under center than people give him credit for. Just watch some of the Clemson tape. They haven't changed that offense. I don't like where the Ravens are on defense. New defensive coordinator, are they going to have enough pass rush? Are they going to be able to cover in the back 
again, that's a question mark. Let's go to Cincinnati. Cincinnati signs two offensive linemen. They're getting better in their offensive line, no doubt. Are they going to be as good on defense, right? Are they going to be as good on defense as they were last year? That's going to be fascinating to see. I think they're going to be slightly improved, but they are now the hunted one. They now have to play a first-place schedule. I think that's going to be tough. The Browns get to play that third-place schedule or their fourth-place schedule, excuse me. That makes them perfectly set up to be a representative. And if they continue to improve their team, look, they're going to trade Mayfield. There's no doubt. Now, here's the issue. Mayfield has no, has no trade value. They asked for a second and a third round pick from a team for Mayfield. They asked for a one from another team. Everybody's laughing at him. Why? Mayfield's on the books for $18 million. He has no future years on a contract. Does anybody want to pay Mayfield 35 or $40 million? Absolutely not. He was overdrafted by the Browns. Overdrafted, and that's what's bumped up this contract. They really might have to do something. I mean, I, told, I was told one team... You better give us – you should be giving us something to take the contract off your hands. <laughs> now, they don't need the cap room, right? They don't need the cap room, but they're going to need the cap room. But I think the market for Baker is small. Seattle's not involved. I don't believe Carolina, as of today, is involved, right? Indianapolis is indifferent. If Indianapolis could get them for nothing, they may take them because they've got a ton of cap room. But where are they going with them? They don't want to pay them $45 million. It's a one-year rental. Where, who is going to be in play for Mayfield as a starter? Look, this is not complicated, right? The, the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, there's 32 of them. And you can list them, right? And, you know, you could say it's Trubisky in Pittsburgh. They're not interested in him. They're not going to sign trade for him after they just signed Trubisky and they got Rudolph. So go through the teams. Who in, besides New Orleans, besides, besides uh, Carolina, Besides, you know, the, some of these other teams are involved. I, I think it's going to be a real challenge. I, Seattle's not in it. Carolina's not. Indiana, those are the three, right? New Orleans would be four. I don't see it. Yeah, I want to come back and explore Baker. Look, the, the quarterback position as far as a premium quarterback, that's a finite it's finite, right? Like this is, yeah. you start to depreciate, and Baker's part of that depreciation now. First off, I hope you and Bobby Petrino weren't riding motorcycles, Michael. We got to keep you safe. Secondly, no doubt. No doubt. No need for you to comment on that. Secondly, were you um, were you shocked that Deshaun Watson ended up with the Browns? I was surprised, no doubt. I was told the day. It's funny. I, I got a text from somebody uh, that's a huge Cleveland Browns fan. Uh, actually, uh, Michael Simon. He asked me what I heard. I said I heard the Browns are right in this. And then an hour later, that they came out, he they weren't involved. And right. so the source that told me that looked wrong. And then I think the way they got back in this is simply look. They called up. They called up Houston and they called up Watson and said, look, if we do this, can we get back in? And really, this was always about money. Don't ever forget the offseason is always about money. It's always about money. We listen to all this other stuff. It's always about money. Money motivates it, and that's where it went to. And I think ultimately that's why Cleveland was able to get back in. Because who wanted to guarantee all this money? Some of the teams that were trying to be involved in this didn't want to, didn't want to do any more with the contract. Any action with the quarterbacks this offseason? Tom Brady retired, then didn't. Aaron Rodgers refound what he was looking for in Green Bay. Russell Wilson got closer to God in Denver altitude. Yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz is a commander. MVP Mitch is in the Steel City. Dr. Cousins got paid. And Deshaun Watson is a Brown. And we're not done yet. Yeah. And look, if, if, look, if Houston wanted Mayfield, they would have probably thrown him in the deal. By the way, did you see what Russell Wilson has a new tagline? Every time he finishes a sentence, he says, let's ride. He is weird. Yeah, let's ride. Your boy, he'll be, he'll he be signing a new deal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's going to sign no a new deal. 33 years old. He's going to get paid, man. Come back. The fallout. No Baker all Mayfield. Gonna, it's money, Patrick. Money. <laughs> Lombardi line. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Wendy's and Adult Swim's Rick and Morty, <laughs> shout out, are teaming up to invite Las Vegas locals and basketball fans to get swifty at the first ever Morty's Mayhem pop up. I can't do this with Femi laughing at me while I do it. This weekend only, Resorts World's East Garden Plaza. It's an immersive experience. It brings the show Rick and Morty off the screen and onto the strip with never before seen animations of Wendy's breakfast characters in the Rick and Morty universe and the return of the elusive Pickle Rick Pickle Frosty. Shout out. Boom, that's a big reveal. Check out Wendy's Morty's Mayhem at Resorts World through Sunday. I, listen, I know the show is super popular, Rick and Morty's, and we know Wendy's is popular, so go check them both out at Resorts World. Okay, that's a mouthful. We welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Beeson Studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. So, you know, the funny part about this is when Baker was like, you better trade me. And then the Browns yeah. came back and said, we're not going to accommodate that until they got, you know, a top five quarterback. And I'll, I'll, Go ahead. I'll give, you, I'll give you one better. So when Atlanta thought they were going to get Matt Ryan, they were shopping Matt Ryan for a sixth round pick or a fifth, sixth, anything they could get for Matt Ryan. Then after they didn't get Deshaun, Matt Ryan's price became a second round pick. Like, like I, I didn't know. I mean, it's gas price. Matt Ryan became gas prices. All of a sudden, it just rose. We don't know where it happened, how it happened. All, you know, next thing you know, the, the marquee out there went from a, a six down to a two. It's just, it's such a volatile market. You know, and I think people are taking the idea that, well, Seattle needs one. Seattle, for whatever they think, they think Drew Locke, they're not going to be desperate. I don't think, I don't think, I think, look, Chris Ballard has made, you know, he signs, he signs, he signs Frank Wright's guy in Philip Rivers. He signs Frank Wright's guy in Wentz. You know, he didn't give up anything to get to get Rivers, but Wentz it cost him. So why is he going to keep paying for somebody that that that's not good enough, right? The moment you sign Baker, you know all the flaws with Baker. The Browns just told you they don't think they can win a title with Baker which is fascinating considering how many times the Browns have been down this road where they've had great – when I went to the Browns in 13, Jimmy Haslam, the owner, was – all he cared about was getting a quarterback. He actually thought Brandon Whedon was going to be a star. You know, and, and fairness to him, that was more hope than it was reality, right? He was hoping that was the case because they drafted him in the first round. Mm -hmm. And then they draft – I get fired, they draft Manziel after I'm gone, right? And that didn't work out. And then he went all analytics. He went completely analytics with Sashi Brown, now the president of the Baltimore Ravens. And they're the team that traded the 12th pick overall for Deshaun Watson to Houston. 
It's come full circle, Patrick. Well, and how about Mayfield? He, he will become just the third quarterback in NFL history to go one overall and last four or fewer seasons with the team that drafted him. The other two, Jamarcus Russell and Jeff George. Now, Baker. Okay, so he said he wants to go to Indy. Michael, do you see a clear path for Baker Mayfield in the Indianapolis Colts hooking up? I think Indy will be almost indifferent to it. I think Indy's position would be, look, you know, what, what are we – you're asking me to take him on. Okay, I'll play Chris Ballard for you, Patrick. You know, you want me to take his $18 million on. I got it. Okay. All right. So now what do I get after that? He's once, he thinks he's worth $40 million a year. He thinks he's worth forty-five. I mean, I can't get an extension. I don't want to pay him $20 million a year. So what, I'm renting him for one year at 18. What does that do for me in the long term? Where am I going? And then if I get behind in a game, I can't come back. He's proven he's not a drop-back passer. He's a play-action passer. That's what he is. I've been saying it for four years when he was the first pick in the draft. Go back and watch the Georgia tape. When Georgia rushed him the right way in that bowl game, it became problematic. He's not a shotgun quarterback from a drop-back standpoint. That's why they keep changing outside receivers. That's why they had to have all these inside receivers. He can't see when the game gets tight. So where's Chris going with it? Where is he headed for it? He's not solving his long-term problem. He rents them for a year at $18 million. No big deal. Don't mind renting when you have to. But where is the long-term? And I think that's the biggest issue here for, Cle for, for Cleveland in terms of trying to get compensation. New Orleans is in the same boat. New Orleans, they're not in love with Jameis Winston or else he'd be signed. They're not in love with Taysom Hill. They already redid his contract. Where are they going? You know, he doesn't offer long-term because why? What we've been saying on this program for over a year is the Browns should have drafted a quarterback last year because they knew they weren't going to pay Mayfield 35 or $40 million. Mm -hmm. If you're in another country and you're wondering, should I, live, should I live in the United States, just understand that Baker is going to make $35 million and it's the greatest country in the world. I mean, we're going to no, pay no, Baker maybe. You want a list of the $30 million? I just text somebody. I just text somebody about an NBA coach. It's only in America. Could he make $10 million a year? I mean, like, seriously. Like, <laughs> you won't say the name. I won't, but I mean, it's so <laughs> I true. I double dog dare you. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, it's so true. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, at some point, you got to get your team ready for the playoffs. Oh, hold on. I'm we thinking. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm I, I think I have an idea. Um, okay. So you mentioned Matt Ryan. Yeah. What happens now? I mean, it, obviously, <laughs> it's just an well, awkward situation where they were courting Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Nothing says I'm sorry better than money, Patrick. They'll probably pay him money. You know, they got that roster bonus that they, re they were redoing his contract. They kind of walked into this thing in a way to where, uh, you know, they weren't really – Nobody really thought they were going to be players in this. I didn't either. And, and then all of a sudden it looked like they were, whether Deshaun reached out to them or they reached out, I don't know. But everybody that I was talking to, including some people in Houston, thought that's where the deal was going to go. And then all of a sudden out of left field came the Browns and their huge contract. But they've got to kiss and make up with Matt Ryan. Where are they going? There's no quarterback in the mm -mm. draft. Mm -mm. Rot to me, if Watson would have gone to Atlanta – we saw Watson play on a bad team. He won four games with Houston on a bad team. Davis Mills won four games with Houston on a bad team. Yeah. So we've seen this before. Uh, I'm still, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking Watson felt like a Falcon. I could have kind of made sense of that one because he's from the, he doesn't feel like a Brown to me yet. It's going to take a little while for Deshaun Watson as a Cleveland Brown to settle in. You know what I mean? It's just one of those perception things. Well, they got a good offensive line. They can run the football effectively. They've now got skill players. You know, they trade for Amari Cooper, right? So they've got some skill out there, and they're able to, to control the line of scrimmage. And with Watson's ability to run play-action pass, yeah. I think it's going to make them really a formidable team. Now, I worry about them on defense, right? I'm not in love with their scheme defensively. I'm not in love with their third down. I'm in love with Miles Garrett. Even our guy Clowney, you know, he had nine and a half sacks for him last year. They're going to have to shore up their inside defensive tackle position there's no doubt but saying all that I mean these are all problems that can get fixed they don't have draft picks no big deal they have cap room did you just compliment Jadavion Clowney am I getting he, played, got nine and a, he played better than he had played in a while last year for them <laughs> I gotta get you know you gotta as Howard Cosell says Please. if we see it we've got to say it that that's well put that Michael Lombardi's new quote um yeah, no, they're super talented. And he completed over 70% of his passes in 2020. I mean, Deshaun Watson is going to thrive in that coming off the run there in that offense. 
I think he's going to really thrive. And, and you know, he's got, he's got the ability to turn around and let Nick Chubb help him. I mean, that's really – and this is the best offensive line he's played Tremendous. with. I mean, when he yeah. was down in Houston, that offensive line was a complete joke. I mean, they were – you know, he was having to dodge people and do all that, you know. So, look, I think it'll and, – and they'll be able to – I mean, you still have Kareem Hunt under contract. I mean, this is a talented roster now. You know, they franchised Njoku, so he's still their tight end, even though they let go of, you know, they let go of, uh, of Hoop, a Hopper, who they paid a ton of money to. They've got to fix their defense, though. That Clowney's a free agent. Malik Jackson's a free agent. McKinley, who played for him last year, is a free agent. They've got to go back and fix that. They'll have the cap room to do all this. And I'll tell you this, the only thing I would say about them, I, you know, because of Tucker and because of, of the kid in, in Cincinnati who was sensational. You better make sure you're really good at field goal kicking. You better make yeah. darn sure you can match. And it's hard to match Tucker, let's be honest here, right? But the kid from Florida last year at Cincinnati was sensational. You know, and so they've got they, they got points. Baltimore and Cincy, your main competitor at points. You better make sure McLaughlin's really good for you as a kicker for Cleveland. Now the big question, where yeah. does Jimmy Garoppolo end up? Michael Lombardi. The problem is he's not healthy. His his shoulder, that's the biggest issue. They've asked for two number twos for Jimmy Garoppolo. They want two number twos for Jimmy G. Where are, you, where are they getting they're two number getting twos? They're not getting two twos for him. Of course they're not getting two twos. The problem is he's not healthy. Right. You gotta, he's got a shoulder. Do you want to take a quarterback with a bad shoulder? Just had surgery. Yeah, he's not going to be ready till the end of July. How do you give up a second round pick for somebody you're not even sure can play next year? You could say, well, he can play. Okay, good. I've seen shoulder injuries affect quarterbacks greatly. I, I would not be very willing to take that risk. Plus, Jimmy G's not durable. I love Jimmy G. Great commercial right. subway. Wonderful. <laughs> By the way, commercials, no longer. I mean, if Baker. We can, we've eliminated Baker from Progressive. We get rid of Jamie, too. That would be a doubleheader win right there. You know, I was just thinking about Bobby Petrino. Weird transition. Have you ever owned or ridden a motorcycle? No, no. Do I look like a motorcycle? Like <laughs> yeah, you kind of got a on. badass vibe to you. I didn't. I don't know. Maybe, like maybe when you were young like, here in Vegas, maybe no, you were riding around on. on a crotch come rocket. On. You know me better than that, Patrick. No, <laughs> I mean I got you know. <laughs> I would, I would. I mean, I can't ride a moped. When I used to, when Millie and I went to Bermuda, I couldn't ride a moped. <laughs> a Vespa. I mean, she like she jump off and she like, there's no way I'm riding with you. Like I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> It's the, when I asked you about surfing, you said, do I look like a surfer? When I asked you about a motorcycle, you said, do I look like a motorcycle I look like guy? Meals by Coogene. That's what I should do. I should be <laughs> striving to be like him. That is your boy. And our boy, Thomas Gable, joins us next here in Lombardi Line. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Express Bet First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse race. It's a huge horse racing day. Uh, sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000. Receive $10 instantly, up to $1,000 bonus. Visit slash horses for details. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. What's your horse's name, Michael Lombardi? Her magical self. She's still running. She's still <laughs> she, running. <laughs> she hasn't crossed. She's she hasn't running. crossed the finish line. You know yet. that. Be you know that beer bong Millie wanted to buy. Wanted to get from you yesterday, Thomas. I mean that 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 cost me. Her magical self cost me that beer bong at Hofstra that year. <laughs> and, and gas was probably twenty nine cents a gallon. That we could have got a lot of beer in that thing for that. With her magic. Still but running. We have Michael is telling us about the. Um, I guess it's a basketball beer keg you're handing out over there at the Borgata. So, is that what's going on, Thomas? I guess they're. Yeah, they have like these. Beer Beer in fact, there goes one right there now. There's right beer, now. Yeah, beer tower that uh, food and beverage has going here, and it's just a big tower connected to a basketball. I guess you you serve yourself out of it. Yeah. And yesterday, Millie's like, hey, Thomas, i got to get one of those for the backyard. I'm like, who's, who's what are we doing with that? Are you going to put it in my purse on my way out of here? Like, seriously. I'm guessing Millie and Berman were lockstep. They both wanted to have that, oh, they, that beer they, That was a classic. They're, they're comp competing in a tournament against one another. I'll have, on to, deliver, I'll have to deliver it like the steak guy delivers yeah, to you. Yeah, steak guy's uh, coming today, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I got, I'll, I'll deliver a, a beer. I got to tip them, too. You just reminded me. I got to stop and get uh, cash and tip them. Our partner, right. Patrick, Thomas Gable. Uh, 
Yeah, please. They were arguing back and forth over their tournament. That's the big thing in the house is Berman and Millie one-on-one -on -one against who's making the right picks. It's who's in the lead? Good. Did they? Did you guys fill out a bracket? Uh, <clears throat> I think Millie's in the lead. Millie, I, I shout to right. Millie. <laughs> Berman's going to be bitter. Uh, shout to Millie. Uh, our buddy Thomas Gable, of course, runs the race in Sportsbook there. I, I was texting with Thomas this morning. Actually, even though it was kind of chalky and those big names won and covered yesterday, you did okay because he had a couple of key decisions. Yeah, we did. We had... Um uh, a very, very big decision in that Illinois game uh, with, with Chattanooga, and Chattanooga played them tough. Illinois led for, what, 20-some seconds in that game. Yeah, and Illinois, that's, that's, Illinois yeah, that they, exactly. they won, they advanced, uh, but uh, certainly Chattanooga got the money, uh, and uh, we, needed, we needed Chattanooga in that uh, uh, on the side, and the, uh, the total also went our way in that one. So that kind of turned the day around for us because uh, – we, we were uh, in the red there prior to that game, so that was good. Uh, gave a little bit of it back late uh, with uh, Houston covering. Uh, that wasn't a great one for us, and just running down here. Let me see what else we lost late. Uh, oh, uh, Colgate there, I believe, uh, got the money. Yeah, the Red the, Raiders. The half a point they, 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 there, so yeah. that, that wasn't great for us either. But, yeah, but uh, overall decent day. The um, the theme with Michael and I today has been the Big 12. Just before we get into the individual matchups, what has been a theme for you, Thomas? You're such a college hoops head. What stands out to you? Any teams or conferences in particular? Well, certainly the Big 12. I, I mean, they've uh, they've certainly have uh, showed up here. I think, for the most part, we've seen. Uh, the, the favorites have have gone uh, have gone over, with the exception, obviously, of Kentucky being being the big one there. But uh, as we get into uh, into the later rounds here, the, these teams that are power rated uh, more highly and maybe not ranked highly, but right. power rated highly, the Houston's, yeah. the the St. Mary's, the Texas Techs, mm -hmm. um, those squads. I think we're going to see if those ratings are correct, and you, you see them move on. Um, it, you know, that's all those schools I just named there, they had a pretty easy, uh, pretty easy go of it in the first round. They yeah. didn't really have much challenge. I think you've been right on Houston all along. I mean, their seating at five was shocking to everybody when the, when the, mm -hmm. when the brackets came out. And obviously they, they got, you know, they, they were able to take care of Birmingham. And as you said to me before the show, Birmingham got the short end of that stick. They did. Having yeah. to play a five seed that's really not a five seed. They're not a fight. No, Houston, and we know Thomas loves Houston. UAB just got screwed yesterday, part of my language, taking on no, that no, Houston no. team who is, I think they're bitter about the five seed. Now, let's start with, are you getting North Carolina love today against Baylor? Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. We're actually uh, almost two to one ticket count here and um, three to one money on uh, North Carolina. Wow. So right now, Baylor laying five and a half. Uh, in that one, and the, uh, the total right now, it actually opened 150 and a half. The, the total has dropped the point down to 149 and a half. Baylor, of course, had no trouble in their, their first round game there against Norfolk State. And Patrick, I know this is your squad here. Um, they're going to need to hit the glass today against this bigger North Carolina team. Yes. Um, Baylor, you know, as you know, they love to get out and run, and that's not going to be a problem for the Tar Heels. They, they will certainly play at the pace that's that's needed and uh, they won't have any issues doing that um, I, I, I don't expect the Baylor guards though to give up as many open looks as Marquette did to UNC in that opening they hit round 13 game. threes Thomas North Carolina hit 13 yeah. threes Th that Marquette team was not yeah. defending the Baylor's going to defend the perimeter correct North Carolina they did a tremendous job of moving the ball in that game um, they were able to penetrate and kick out uh, for an open three. Um, I, I really hate to break down this game this simplistically, but I think it's really going to come down to who shoots at the higher percentage here uh, yeah, in this. Totally. And we've seen time and again, you know, UNC, their defensive intensity increases when their shots are falling. And, you know, so if they're shooting at that higher percentage, yeah. look for that defense to increase. But um, certainly it has the potential for Baylor to to cover this number. Um, you know, but uh, we'll see if UNC can keep, can keep it close. But again, it's going to come down to whether they're hitting their shots. You know, they, they typically shoot 37% from the three-point line, and they and that's usually what they typically had done. They were fourth in the conference in that area. But when they played against Marquette, they looked like they shoot in the 40-some 40, 40 percent range. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, this is all, this is never about, 
this tournament, this round, when we're in the 32, it's about who shoots well. I mean, as simple as that is, but I think that's ultimately, if you have a bad shooting night or a bad shooting span, you're going to lose the game. Yep. Totally. Uh, Michael and I are also obsessed with Michigan, Tennessee. Michigan is going to have a size advantage here. And the way Dickinson yep. played in the second half against Colorado State will buoy then in Diabate, the kid from France as well. Those two bigs, but you just Tennessee, a ton of weapons, you know, five scored in doubles in the first round. The assists are there. The defense is there. Let's get your number and your take on this game, Thomas. Yeah, six and a half, 136 and a half, but tough task for Michigan, who's uh, looking to make it to their fifth straight of Sweet 16. Now, Michigan's game there against Colorado State, they did not play well offensively. They shot under 30% from three. They, they typically averaged around 34% on the season. Uh, they did turn the ball over 15 times in that game. Uh, obviously, they turned the game around there at halftime and played much better in the second half. But today, one of the best defenses in all of college basketball yeah. there in Tennessee. Uh, and they just feast on turnover. So, um, Devontae Jones, questionable today from Michigan, the last I saw, which, you know, if he plays, will hopefully help with the ball control there for the Wolverines and cutting down on sloppiness. But Michigan needs to take advantage with Hunter Dickinson inside. As Tennessee, as you said, doesn't have anyone uh, with the size to counter him uh, down low. This will, I think, for Michigan, it needs to be a very complete game here. When I say that, they need to don't necessarily need to play perfectly, but they need to cut down on the mistakes. They need to shoot well and not have these defensive lapses. Yep. Uh, so it's it's a very very tough task for them. Is it possible? Yes, but it, they have to play a really really complete game. I mean, they got to handle Ziegler. They got to handle Kennedy Chandler. And they got to handle the best player on the court is Viscova. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they got to handle those three guards. And I mean, and one thing I think Tennessee does with Huntley Hatfield and then with Plasvic. I mean, they've got two big guys. They got ten fouls there. You know that they can use on Dickinson. Yeah, Devontae Jones, he did practice. So the concussion kept him out in round one. He did practice. My yep. assumption is he's going to play, but good, good point with the reticence there, Thomas. Last one, St. Mary's UCLA. Where you at? Oh, yeah, so UCLA two and a half uh, right now, and total is 126 and a half. And you, you have to love the St. Mary's team. They, they don't get a ton of respect. Always kind of in Gonzaga's shadow there in the West Coast Conference. But this team, they will always play hard. Uh, they play a deep nine-man rotation, and you have four guys who score in double figures. They just don't have that one guy yeah. who stands out and, and uh, is the leading scorer for, uh, above everybody else. But they have a lot of experience uh, with a lot of seniors and juniors on the team. Obviously play tenacious defense, and here they go up against one of the most prestigious names in, in all of college basketball in UCLA. Uh, I, th I think St. Mary's is going to be the trendy dog here today for a lot of betters and people thinking UCLA is vulnerable after that uh, Akron game. Um, they're just able to survive there. So, um, you know, UCLA shot really poorly from the field in that. Only 35.2% in that game. UCLA is normally very efficient, both ends of the floor. So I'd expect a tight game here with this one. Yeah, are you getting, where, where's the side on this one? You need a play here? You're going to need a, who are you going to need here? We're going to need uh, St. Mary's right now. By the way, Richmond Providence is fascinating because Richmond's got those yeah. five super seniors. You mentioned the experience. The Spiders have experience, Thomas. They do. We so does, just, so does uh, Providence, to Just be before fair. I came up here, I took a 100K bet on uh, Richmond. Did so, you really? Yeah. You let 100K come in yeah. here? Wow. At what number? Is that, is that the most? Uh, they bought the half point to five. So. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. I got Providence right now laying four off the three yep. opener, but yeah, yeah, we're four and a half. Richmond's super experience. So is Providence. The, the Providence hate continues. People love to despair. Never, it never Providence. stops. It, it really never is fascinating. Stops. Good luck today, Thomas Gable. We Thanks, appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. Coach Rex Walters is going to join us next here on the Lombardi line. As we continue along, you missed anything. We're at VEASAN live on Twitter. Michael Lombardi, M Lombardi NFL. Come on back. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, are unleashing the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. It's a loyalty program, like when you use your credit card. It's tremendous. Every wager earns you BetMGM Reward Points, which you then can redeem online for bonuses or convert into comps at MGM Resorts nationwide. It's awesome. It's, 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 it's an incentive. So sign up, BetMGM, or log on today to get even a bigger piece of the action with the BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Okay, Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher here at the South Point in Vegas. We're going to be joined, Michael, by Rex Walters, of course, uh, basketball coach. Did a great job at San Francisco for many years as we say hi to Coach. First off, thank you, Coach, for joining us. I would imagine that was a tough one. That was a great game the other night with Murray State. That was about as good as college basketball gets. Yeah, no, that was a great game. I, I got a chance to watch Murray State play in their conference final. knew that that was going to be a difficult one for San Francisco, and it, it ended up being really good basketball by both sides, and Murray came out ahead at the very end. Coach, how much of an effect do you think the Florida job, because he left immediately afterwards, do you think that had any effect on San Francisco at all? Well, I think it's always in the back of your mind, and, and he's been a hot name. He's a young guy. Uh, Florida, that, that, that's, a, that's a heck of an opportunity. They obviously had great success with Billy Donovan, so but, you know, at the end of the day, when after the preparation is done, and usually you have a scout coach that's doing the heavy lifting with the scout. Todd was probably doing his, his fair share of work as well just to prepare. But once you get to the game and once you get in front of your players, all that stuff is, you know, it's really just extra noise that you tune out. So I don't think it was much of striking. Murray State, bottom line, is really good. Yeah. San Francisco had a heck of a year. You know, I think they were three and six in quad one wins. So uh, I knew that their draw was going to be tough. But that's a heck of an accomplishment for San Francisco to get back in the dance and do it as an at-large. I mean, that's, that's a heck of a compliment. They really did a great job with their schedule and uh, earned that right to, to be in the NCAA tournament. Coach, the first game up, round of 32, North Carolina Baylor. I'll just tell you from a betting perspective what's happening, and you tell me if this makes sense. The market, the betting right now is going North Carolina's way. Are you surprised that North Carolina is getting bet against Baylor, the one seed? 
a, a little bit just because Baylor's so good defensively. You're talking about the 17th best rating, defensive rating in the nation, along with the 20th best offense, as well as the fact that the, I think the one thing that people are concerned about is you lose a guy like L.J. Cryer uh, in the middle of the season. He was really their, their number one scorer. So, you know, that would be a little bit of concern. I do think that this will be different for North Carolina. They're not, uh, and they are prepared going through the ACC and, and having some confidence with some great late wins in the season. That win at Duke was phenomenal. But this will be a different one. Like, Baylor is grit and grimy, tough, physical, defensively. So it'll be interesting. But you Benton guys know a heck of a lot. So it, it does surprise me a little bit, but that's going to be a heck of a basketball game. Coach, I mean, Baylor is so well coached. Coach Drew does a great job. But they play seven. At what point does playing that tight of a rotation affect you as the level of comp continues to increase? Well, I think it's affected them definitely because of the injuries. They've been bitten a little bit by the injuries, and and that will have a problem. Like I said, when you lose a guy like L.J. Cryer, that's a big, big loss. But, um, you know, seven, when you're talking about a, a day in between, where you're not going to do a whole heck of a lot. I think seven or eight is really where you want to get it to in terms of your rotation. If you can stretch the nine, that's great. But at the end of the day, it's the coach's job to put the players that play the best together on the floor. And if that number seven, it's seven. You've got to roll with it. But the T can, can play a part, especially if this game is close, close down the stretch. Well, let's talk about a team that can go deep. That's Tennessee, Coach. And today they're taking on Michigan. Do you see a path for Michigan winning this game outright? Well, here's the thing that Michigan's going to have to figure out. Like, they play two bigs an awful lot. You know, I think they're going to get their point guard back, which will be good. But Frankie Collins did a solid job from the other night. But here's the thing is, like, are they going to be able to stretch the defense? Are they going to get enough help? Hunter Dickinson is a, is a heck of a load. He can also pick and pop and stretch the four to three. But, you know, Tennessee, again, that, that's going to be a tough one. There's been a lot of noise, obviously, around Michigan with everything that happened with Jawan, you know, having to come back. And it was good to see him get that W. But Tennessee today would be the one that I would pick. I don't know what the number's at in terms of the points. But Tennessee's really good, and you know, being an SEC champion, the only thing I would worry about with Tennessee is the fact that they had to play that Sunday game, then they go back and play a Thursday, you know, really a Thursday-Saturday game. So fatigue could play a, an issue in that one as well. Do you think the two big guys for for Tennessee gives them the ten fouls they need to handle Dickinson? Well, you know, here's the thing: you got to worry about with Dickinson. You got to figure out how you're going to play his duckins, like. I thought the Michigan game, it was really interesting. You know, at first, Dickinson was getting doubled on the catch. All the Michigan guys, post players, were getting, and so they just made a great adjustment by Jawan and now trying to get to that high level. So Tennessee's going to have to figure out what they're going to do against that high level. Are they going to deny the, the pass to the top of the key guy or to the, to the, the high flash? Uh, because if they do that, that now that eliminates high low, or are they going to sit back in the lap and make Diabate make jump shots? Right, as opposed, and then sit in the lap of Dickinson. So really, you're you're not allowing that pass to go from the high to the low. So that that'll be some of the chess play that's going on between Tennessee and Michigan today. Give us your take on a, an experienced Richmond team and an experienced Providence team. What's your lean here, Coach? Well, here's the thing about Providence: they're they're not great at anything but winning. You're, you're talking about a, a, a 104 <laughs> offense. You're talking about a 141 defense. You know, Richmond's playing at a high level. I got a chance to watch them against um, Davidson in that in that championship game, that conference championship game, and they were phenomenal again. The scary thing about Richmond is they shoot the basketball so well. You're talking about a lot of different threats. Three guys all averaging over 13 points per game. So that'll be interesting. Is Providence going to be able to guard all of their actions? be able to protect the paint, and then get out to the three-point shooting that Richmond had. That's going to be a heck of a challenge for Providence today. So if I was a betting man, I'd, if a gun was to my hand, I'd pick Providence, but I will not be surprised if Richmond, Richmond can pull off another upset. They're playing very good basketball right now. Uh, well, we know St. Mary's is playing good basketball. The challenge of UCLA today, what's your view on this game? Well, can UCLA guard the pick and rolls? I mean, St. Mary's is a heavy pick-and-roll offense. They're going to continue to move the basketball, 
put you in pick and rolls. They're going to they're going to be high shot quality type of offense that they run. Is UCLA going to be tough enough to defend multiple actions, defend multiple pick and rolls, be in and then again close out to a team that's really disciplined? And then again, St. Mary's they're not going to beat themselves defensively. High level defense. You're talking about really the 14th best defense in the nation, right? So it's a heck of a challenge for UCLA that. Obviously, they didn't have a great, great performance in their last one going against Akron. Well, they're going to face an even tougher test today in St. Mary's. St. Mary's will not beat themselves. They defend, they rebound, and they shoot the basketball, and they make sure that they get high-quality shots every possession. Okay, Coach Rex Walters, before we say goodbye, who do you got cutting down the nets this year? Come on, man. You know where I came from. I'm a rock shot Jayhawk all the way. And I, and I don't know if they're the best team. Yeah, yeah but, but, but Bill does a phenomenal job. Can O'Shea Abaji carry this team? And can they put, can Kansas continue to put him in position to be the dominant player that he's been? Because he doesn't create an awful lot, an awful lot of offense for himself. But they're going to need a very deep, talented team to put him in position to be successful and then obviously continue to raise the bar with their defense. So uh, if I went against Kansas, I'd have a lot of people mad at me out in, uh, out in Lawrence and out in the state of Kansas. Still got Lawrence in the blood. Coach Rex Walters, thank you so much. Enjoy the basketball Thanks, today. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Okay. Uh, and by the way, Kansas 8-1 to one right now on the board to win the championship. So a minute and a half left here, Michael Lombardi. Are you going to get one of those basketball kegs when you get off the air? You know, I don't think so. I mean, I got I got stuff to do, Patrick. You know, I got to get back there, watch the games, get the steak. Drinking guy makes it more fun, stuff. Michael. Just ask. Yeah, I know, I know. But boy, oh boy, you know, it's it's hard to concentrate. You know, I it's hard you, to bro. focus. There's I so much you. to watch. I mean, my lord, it's so good and. It's so much fun, that especially when these games, hopefully we get some really good games like we did last night with, with Davidson and Michigan State. That's what I'm hoping for. The end of those games are, are, are fun, and, and you can hear the excitement within the book. It's going to build. You got a favorite play today? Are you going to lean on your St. Mary's squad or Tennessee? Which way are you going? I, I, I'm going to lean on Tennessee. I, I, I'm a little bit worried. I like Memphis and the points. I really do. I okay. think if I had one play today, it would be Memphis and the points. But I also think that Richmond, I think Richmond is the sharp play of this book today. Okay. Richmond's catching four, and Michael's Memphis team is catching 10 at a couple of shops as well. They should have the next two wear leather jackets because they're, the, they're the bad boys of VEASAN. Josh Applebaum and Femi are coming up next. Uh-oh, watch but, out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to get spicy in here. Michael, I'll see you tomorrow morning, okay? Enjoy your Saturday. Thank you, Patrick. Okay, enjoy the basketball. Good luck today. Femi and Josh next. VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.